Welcome back to the D2 Nation podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am your co-host, Wayne Cavani, and joining me is Bethany Bowman. Welcome back, Bethany. Hey, thanks to have me back. Uh, good to be back and really excited for our guest today. So let's jump right into it. Good to be back and really excited for our guest today. So let's jump right into it. Yeah, you get back-to-back weeks of the MIAA, which I know always makes you happy. Uh, now, while the first regional rankings came out for D2 football, you would think that we would have a football guest on, but let's be honest, those weren't rankings or alphabetical order. It's a list. They can wait, okay? Uh, so with the D2 basketball season upon us and a big game this weekend, we're going to turn our attention indoors to the hardwood. Yeah, absolutely. I know you're right on those rankings. Uh, I do like that the the 10 come out, but now I'm just really anxious to see exactly the order. So uh, definitely like just a little tease on those. And yeah, you're right. If, if you told me that we would have had our first basketball guest of the season from the MIAA, I'd imagine it would have been one from the defending national champions. But joining us today is a D2 head coach with one of the cooler, more fun stories in D2, especially with the sort of homecoming this weekend. So joining us today is Missouri Western head coach, Will Martin. Welcome to the nation, coach. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited. Yeah, we're excited to have you, to have our our basketball season kick off on the show. Um, But coach, we typically start the show with what brought you to D2, but you have a little bit of a different career. You have a little different of a story. Uh, For those that don't know, in in 2009, you you became the bench manager for the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, And then it it was a fun ride after that, that we'll get into it a little bit more. But how did that all come about? And a a little bit of naivety, a little bit of persistence. my my freshman year at Kentucky, the summer going into, I actually worked all summer um, and actually was not hired at, at Kentucky. And I just I stayed around. I worked the entire year. I'd show up at 5 a.m. to the equipment manager's room and fold towels in the morning and worked uh, summer camps all the next summer and was given an opportunity. So I think if I knew how hard it was going to be uh, as a senior in high school, I probably probably wouldn't have taken the plunge. So I credit some naivety and maybe a little bit of persistence. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really cool story. And from 2009 to 2012, you went to three Elite Eights, two Final Fours, and won the 2012 National Championship. While we were at the, while we at the D2 level, give you all the credit, you got to work alongside Hall of Famer John Calipari. Not many people get to have a mentor like that. How did that help you become the coach that you are today? I mean, everything that I am today is because of, Coach Calipari, he, he was my first true mentor. Um, the way that we lead our program, the way we try to put players first, that all comes from Coach Cal and learned a lot of X's and O's and concepts and schemes, but that's really secondary to how I learned how to be a man. Um, I don't think Coach Cal gets near enough credit for everything that he does in the community, what he does for his players, what he does for his staff. And he, he truly showed me by his example how to be a servant leader. Uh, that that's interesting too that you mentioned being you know the players coach and you know the X and the L's are secondary and when you look at your staff right you you have a couple guys that were players when you were the manager and you brought them along to the to the system showing that you're kind of that players coach kind of guy with John Hood and and, and Perry Stevenson who was there just for the first few years um, having those guys come along for the ride how has that enhanced your comfort level and was the coach Kyle mindset kind of part of the reason to bring them in yeah, I mean, when I was a manager at Kentucky, I knew my role was to take care of the guys because Coach Cal was player first. So when I became a head coach, I guess it was just still instilled in me. And I, I knew that those guys 
Um, Coach Hood was actually at Kentucky Wesleyan, um, and, and Perry had kind of worked at a high school and been involved, and I knew they wanted to to get their college career started. Um, and so I still had that mindset that I was taking care of the guys. But um, for, for our players, it's huge. You know, hearing from me, a guy that wiped up sweat and did the laundry and all my stories at Kentucky's one thing, but when you're hearing from two players that actually went through it, uh, that's completely different. And so I think that it gives our guys uh, a great vantage point, being able to learn from two, two, two former players and, and two great, great men who have, played the game at a high level, have played in Final Fours, have won championships, and it just gives us a different type of aura in practice. Uh, it gives our skill development um, a lot of credibility because when those guys are asking our players to do something, they've already done it themselves. What was that? Why am I blanking? Where was the 2012 National Championship? New Orleans. Oh, nice. So what was that like going through, you know, uh, as a man, it's it's you get, it's the Super Bowl and March Madness are the two largest sporting events in the world. What was it like? Like you had been there before, right? You've done that before, and then you're finally playing in New Orleans, playing for the national championship and win. What was it? What was it all like coming together like that? It it, ne- it never settles in, you know. Like people, anybody who's experienced anything great in life, you always they always say, you know, like when did it settle in? When did you realize? And I mean, it's been however many years ago, I'm 33 years old now, and it still hasn't settled in. And I think that you're just so locked into the mission. Even me as a a manager, like I took my responsibilities very seriously. So our staff taught us to treat every game the same. You know, it sounds cliche, but it's true. I think that that's why that team had so much success was that Coach Cal, you know, really instilled that in our players, but his staff and also all the way down to the support staff to us student assistants and managers. And so we were prepped for that. Um, I, I was so locked into making sure that I was doing my job that, you know, it, it kind of blocks out all of the distractions, but it's a, it's an unreal experience. Um, pandemonium, you know, being able to, to play in front of a crowd like that in the Superdome to be able to experience the confetti coming down and, you know, um, be, being able to be out there with your brothers and experience that it was, it was unreal. Yeah. Well, this weekend, you'll travel back to Lexington for an exhibition game with the Wildcats. What's that going to be like for you and the team? And just how excited are you? Well, super excited. And there's, you know, obviously a lot of built-in storylines with me working there and, and two of my staff members playing there. But if we learned anything from Coach Cal, you know, it's all about our players. So th- this entire week and all the preparation has been revolved around our kids and, and giving them that that platform and that experience and our administration Missouri Western as a whole you know I think if leveraged correctly being able to play on that stage can be um, huge for our entire community so I'm excited for Missouri Western I'm excited for our administration um, I'm, I'm excited to get our brand out there but most importantly I'm excited for our players and their families. I feel like you're going to be like Coach Dale in, in Hoosiers when they measure the basket and you, you have to show them that it's it's the same gym that you're playing in back home. Just it's, it's I might have, just I might to, have to do that, Wayne. I'll give you credit. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, okay, let's flash, flash forward to where we are today and, and let's talk about how you wound up in D2 and at Missouri Western. Well, I wouldn't be here if I went and first got fired. So, you know, we always say never envy the unscarred. I like people that, that have a little um, – have, have had to go through some things in life. And I was on staff in San Francisco with a guy named Sundance Wicks and we got fired. 
Um, and then a few years later, he got he got the call at Missouri Western, and he he hit me up and said, "Let's roll." And um, it was a it was a no brainer. So being able to come and work for him, somebody who's you know he, he's he means more to me than a best friend. So calling him my best friend would probably diminish the brotherhood that we have. I'm the I'm the godfather of his of his kids. I mean, we just have an extremely extremely deep, authentic relationship. So it was bigger than basketball coming here to Missouri Western and helping him as he took over his first program. Um, you know, Missouri Western has had a ton of success in the past, but for the past decade before Sundance got here, um, they had struggled. So it was it was fun to come in. We knew the challenge. Sundance did a tremendous job of turning the program around, bringing energy or juice, as he would call it, um, to our program, to this university, to St. Joseph as a whole. And so that was it was really fun and it was an honor. It was humbling for me to be able to be a part of that. And also, Coach, you talked about there was a little, you know, a couple year gap between that firing at San Francisco and then he called you up. What did you do during those few short years? How much time do you have? <laughs> so I, I had a moment. I was driving. I, w- I had the smart idea to try to drive straight from San Francisco back home to Nashville. And I'm driving through a desert somewhere between Arizona and New Mexico. And I, I pulled my car over and I just started crying uncontrollably. And I didn't know why. I probably hadn't cried in 10 years. And I had this overwhelming sense of like, you, you need to be still. And I hadn't ever felt that before. Like everything that I had done was go, 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 climb the ladder, plan of action. And I just got this this sense, this awareness, whatever you want to call it, that uh, I needed to be present. I needed to slow down and I needed to find what my true purpose and passion was because for the past decade, I'd just been trying to climb the ladder. Um, I tried to continue to make more money or, um, you know, be on the perfect staff coach at the D1 level I had my whole life planned out and you know you get fired that humbles you a little bit and so I don't know what that small voice inside of me was but it was powerful enough that I knew I had to listen so I went back home Um, I trained kids for free in Nashville for a year Um, I served in prisons I I taught in prisons because I had a master's degree in education and I, I really went on a surrender experiment to say, look, whatever, whatever life has for me, whatever this higher power is that this, this small, still voice inside of me is saying, I'm going to listen to that for once. I'm going to get outside of my thinking brain. And that's where flow came in. And, you you know, people always hear me talk about flow. I think they think I'm talking about my hair. It's, it's not that it's, it's this concept of listening to that small voice inside of you being still being present and really leaning into something that's bigger than you. Um, and that was the first time I ever felt that. And people thought that I was crazy for basically taking a sabbatical one year. Um, but that led to a lot of different things, that surrender experiment. Um, you know, one of the players that I trained when I was training kids for free is Keon Johnson, who now plays for the Trailblazers. Um, I, I created a great relationship with him, started coaching AAU, volunteered at my high school. Um, again, everyone thought I was crazy, but that, that kind of just led – one thing to another, um, got on staff at an NAIA. And then by that time, Sonny called me up and I was ready to hit hit the road for St. Joe. So that's probably, Bethany, that's probably like, you know, a, a four or five hour conversation, but I tried to get in in about 30 seconds. No, for sure. Because I, I remember some of the, the stories that Coach Wicks told about you and about him. And it's just insane. The things that you and so many other coaches do just to chase this dream. It's awesome. 
But, you know, you had a pretty strong first season taking the Griffins to their first tournament in 11 years. Last season was tougher, but playing in the MIAA is no easy task, of course. What can we expect from the 2022-23 Missouri Western team? Yeah, you know, I'd like to think we're going to be a tough team um, mentally, psychologically, which I think you have to have that mental, emotional, and psychological toughness first before you can exude any type of real physical toughness. Um, a lot of times that, that is kind of perceived, especially by young men in reverse. Um, and we really believe in being transparent and vulnerable so that you can build that emotional intelligence and also that emotional toughness. So I think we've taken a ton of strides in that, um, the last now three years, um, with our program. So hopefully we can kind of see that, um, manifested a little bit more on the floor. I think that we have a really connected team. I think we have an unselfish team. Um, I think we have a group of guys that are committed to the defensive end of the floor, um, which y- you have to be in this league. Um, so many great coaches, so many great players. Uh, if you're not locked in defensively, anybody can put up 100 on you any given night. I mean, it, this league is unbelievable. This is a league where somebody can come to your place and you can win by 15 and less than two weeks later, you go to their crib, you're not ready, you can get beat by 40, anybody, anybody. And so you have to be locked in, you have to be mentally prepared. You have to have a level of, of toughness as a staff and as players to be able to get through this league, to be able to compete at the highest level possible for your team. And, um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a gift and a curse coaching and playing in this league. It's just so good. You have to be prepared every single night. You're going to get the other team's best. Um, coaches in this league challenge me every day. I lose sleep trying to, you know, stay on top of people's concepts offensively and defensively scouting teams in this league is hard, but that's what makes it fun. I think that, um, you know, I, I try not to speak in hyperbole, but this by far is the best league in D2. I mean, that's no shot at anyone else. There's so many great leagues and so many great teams and so many great coaches, but no one can convince me otherwise that the MIAA is not the best basketball league in D2 year in and year out. And so you have to be ready to go, and I think that we're going to have a group that will be this year. You know what part of the other problem is, Coach, is that you're, you, I won't argue with you on the MIAA. It's, it's a tough, tough conference, arguably the best, but it, should you make it to the tournament, you got to face the NSIC, which is arguably the second best conference in all of D2 basketball. But the, the going through what you went through at Kentucky, playing high-level competition all the time, kind of you know, you have this like slow it down mentality, which a lot of young coaches may not have. Do you think bringing that from your experience at Kentucky kind of helps preparing to be in this part of the country and in this region? I think it just gave me perspective. You know, I, when you're working at Kentucky and I was just a, a manager, like I said, it's it's humbling to even be able to, to say that I was a part of it. Um, you're thrown into so many scenarios and uh, media is on you all the time. You're playing in big games every night. The the highs are really high. The lows are really low if you let that control you. So I think that that my mindset um, is just that I'm going to try to get better every single day. Our team's going to have to try to get better every single day. You know, the year that we went to the NCAA tournament, we lost seven games in a row. We lost 13 guys to covid um, and then two weeks after that, once we got back, I got COVID. I was like, me and my assistant were the only two that, that didn't catch it on the road. And so we had to sit out two games. And Ty Danielson, my GA, uh, who Bethany knows well, he was the head coach thrown into the storm. We lost seven games in a row. And then we rattled off five out of six. 
to end the season to make it to NCAA first time in 11 years. I mean, I think that if you don't have the perspective that you're going to stay even keel and balance or what I would say you try to stay in flow, you'll just get overwhelmed. You'll get overwhelmed by the circumstances. You'll get overwhelmed by a tough road trip in this league. You'll get overwhelmed by what people think or feel about you. I mean, I, you, you just can't get caught up in that. And I think that Kentucky really prepared me for that because we, 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 we couldn't. And again, I was just a manager, but I, I went through it with our players. I went through it with our staff. You, you can't get upset about what somebody tweeted about you. You know, you can't get upset because you lost the game or you didn't play well. You have to stay even kill and you have to stay locked into your mission. I feel you on that because I, I released my preseason basketball rankings and I got a lot of people tweeting mean things to me too. So <laughs> I, try, I try to ignore that too. Oh yeah, I feel you guys. Sometimes I'm like, I can either have a good day or I can go check my Twitter mentions. What do I want? <laughs> I can only do one. <laughs> um, okay, and so next coach, you know, just talk about, especially for you being at Kentucky, seeing that D1 life and now experiencing firsthand and, and com- completely engulfed in the D2 life. What makes D2 so special? Well, I'll say this. When I when I took over, um, not took over, when I became an assistant, I had a lot of people, I didn't know much about the D2 level, but uh, a lot of the places that I've been, Tulsa and San Francisco, some of the staff members had been involved at the D2 level and they knew the MIAA well. And they said, you can't, you can't recruit like you're at a D2. You have to recruit like you're still at Tulsa or San Francisco. Obviously, Kentucky's a different level. We're not recruiting that, that type of uh, player, but... I thought they were crazy when people told me that. And it's, it's so true. I mean, the kids that we're after recruiting, you know, they're not quote unquote D2 guys. I mean, they're, they're high level athletes. They're extremely skilled. And I feel like most of my guys could, could play and compete at a high level at most mid majors, especially low majors. And so, um, you know, I, I think that that's what makes this league special. Um, you, you look at the success that Northwest has had, you, you look at guys like Trevor Hudgens, who decided to stay and was, you know, player of the year, and now he's in the NBA. That was the best decision for him. But you also look at guys like Ryan Hawkins, who wins three national championships and then gets an opportunity to go play at Creighton. And that was probably the best decision for him. I, I don't know. I wasn't in that circle. But that, that just shows how special this league is. That shows how special the coaches are here. And it shows the platform that this – league provides I mean I tell my guys all the time if you come here you do things the right way you win at a high level you get your degree you're going to be in a position to grad transfer up if your dream is to play at a high major or become a professional and so uh, I think those things make this this league great I think it makes it attractive for for kids to play in this league Um, you know you look at the success that a lot of kids have had playing overseas in this league again I'm getting myself in in trouble saying the MIAA's the best and I might get in trouble for this too but a lot of times I think that playing in a league like the MIAA if you have a dream of playing overseas sometimes could be better than going to a low major or mid-major and maybe being the 10th or 11th guy because you you just have more film and most most agents overseas and scouts overseas they're aware of how good our league is and it's probably better that you're you're playing and you're getting minutes and you're in those situations and you're playing in the regional and NCAA tournament and getting that film and getting that experience versus being the 10th or 11th guy at at a low major division one. And I think kids know that. And so I think that that's a huge strength of our league. You look at guys, you know, you got Cam Martin playing at Kansas right now. I mean, guys are, are leaving and having success. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think that that shows the strength of our league, especially when kids do it the right way. 
Yeah. You're not, you're not going to get in trouble. You're speaking the truth. <laughs> There's nothing wrong there. Yeah. And, and, you know, to, to your point, um, I don't know, there was a point guard on, on West Texas A&M, Jojo Murray, that played against Northwest Missouri State in that national championship. He grad transferred up. He's preseason player of the year in, in the Big West. You know, like there, there's there's tons of talent at the at the level. And I, I think you spoke to that very well. All right. Well, it's that time of the show. Um, and we're, and we're going to throw you on the hot seat. We just asked some fun questions to uh, to close out the show. So, Bethany, why don't you go ahead and get them started? Yeah, for sure. So we spoke about Coach Cal as your mentor. If there was an NBA coach's mind, you could sit down and pick for hours. Who would it be? Spolstra. Nice, nice. Um, what is the best basketball movie of all time? Coach Carter. Ah, I thought it would be Hoosiers. I, I, well, I wanted to say Hoosiers, but you called that out earlier, so then I didn't want to be basic. You know? <laughs> all right, fair enough, fair enough. If, if you could pick the pregame playlist, what's on it? Well, Taylor Swift just dropped her new album, so that would probably be on there. Um, I was I was not a Justin Bieber fan until I met Sundance Wicks, and when I was in San Francisco, it was always on in his car. So I have to admit, I like a little bit of Justin Bieber. Um, I like Little Baby. Um, I, I'm a big Little Wayne fan from back in the day. So probably a mix of Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber, Little Baby, and Little Wayne. Coach Dickens, well, said Little Baby. So and he's like what fifty plus. So. <laughs> Right, right. We're getting some some common ground here between all these coaches. Yeah, for sure. Um, what show is your favorite binge-worthy show, like a Netflix or a- anything on television? Well, you know, I got on to Game of Thrones last year, and so now I'm on House of Dragons. I like that a lot. Me and my wife like Ozarks, but that's obviously done now. Um, excited for Succession. I think their their new season is coming out soon. Me and my wife like that as well, so Anytime I can, I really like shows that me and my wife both enjoy because that's a time that we can kind of escape and not talk about work or basketball. Um, so Succession is one that we like a lot. She likes New Girl. She's upstairs watching New Girl now, but I've already seen New Girl like four times all the way through. So, But you like House of Dragons? I haven't started it yet. I'm going to do it all at once. Yes, I do. So I was a little underwhelmed early, um, but it gets going. I'm not going to give you any spoilers. <laughs> good, good. Since Halloween is right around the corner, what's the best candy ever? I like the the fast breaks that, um, you know, the Reese's fast breaks. Mm-hmm. Coach Hood put me on those, and they're pretty good. <laughs> those are good. Um, all right, la- this is the last one. If you could have one superpower, what would it be, being invisible or the ability to fly? I knew you were going to – once you said invisible, I was like, he's he's got to at least give me the option to be able to fly. I'm I'm going to say that I would I would choose the ability to fly um because I don't know if I would use the invisibility well I might you know I don't know if I would if I'd be able to use that superpower as productive as I could being able to fly so probably fly What would you do if you could fly I would just enjoy that the the space and the air you know like I look up at birds all the time and I'm jealous of just the freedom you talk about flow and being in a in a space of surrender just being able to get in the fly and let your wings go and just kind of float you know it sounds uh therapeutic for sure for sure well you made it to the hot seat 
Uh, I, I definitely, Bethany and I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, let you go get some rest and get ready for the for the big weekend you had. And, and I'm glad that after all the emails and, and messages that we've sent <laughs> to each other over the years, I finally got to sit down and talk to you uh, kind of face-to-face, but this will do for now. <laughs> you're the D2 legend, Wayne, and Bethany's up there, but you're you're a legend. So it's, it's an honor to be on here. And like you said earlier, y'all could have gotten much better coaches that have had a lot more success than me. So I'm I'm humbled and honored to be here. Uh, no, it was a pleasure having you. We're, we're grateful that you came on. Um, but before we go, remember, D2 Nation, we need your support. So give us a follow. Give us a like. Listen to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and anywhere else you want to listen to our show. Give us a like, and we'll see you next week on the D2 Nation. Griff up. <laughs>